Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to I Pick You, the only podcast that is based exclusively on Pokemon. This week, we have Pokemon creator and inventor Chris Barnes talking about his favourite Pokemon of all time. Uh, so what one is it? Yeah, you say this. My friend had a Pokemon podcast. Did he? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what he called it. Pokepod or something. Yeah, he had a Pokemon podcast that he just called Pokemon. Yeah, which I think it was running the same time as we started this. And he said he's going to do loads of episodes and then done one. Wow. But you know what? It's not a Pokemon podcast, is it? It's Small Screen no. 90s. And I'm AMJ. And this is... Chris Barnes. Hello. The only podcast in the world where we talk about all things 90s. But most of all, how's your week been, Chris? It's been good. I have taken the manuscript from last week's podcast and got a film star to read it out for us. Would you like to hear it? I'd love to hear it. It is Charles Petrescu from the film Brian and Charles was going to read a transcript of us talking about Small Screen 90s into a play and then saying we can't do this because it'll be meta because then we talk about it next week in the play. It's gone all Stuart Lee. I did, I did say that. And if you have been scripted up really sorry, obviously on a cost you can (laughs) download a transcript of your book. How far can a novel once a percent hesitation? I think I next week, next week, I'm going to read out the transcript for this week. Well, you read the applicant we do is apply. Can we put it on a different way? But small screen now is a perfect tender play. I would just get two people to play us. Yeah. But then if we read out next week, which is basically done, this box cost two. Yeah, to be like straight laced guy right now. I'm going to read this next week. Well, my percent hesitation shot. You might as well write either made in a cost of percent hesitation. So if we do it with all right, we do is apply all right. Completely print out let transcript. We get to young up and coming actors. I'm with a small screen on it. The musical bakery nine eighth night. Now small stage done a Riken, he said. Should be about two people just doing a podcast, but they've just battling. That sounded amazing. I think that 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 that, that was better than the actual podcast. Yeah, but uh, it doesn't really it doesn't tell you that there's two people talking. It just thinks it's a monologue. It just sounds like a robot who who's decided to redo the works of Alan Bennett. Yeah, did you watch Stuart Lee? Yeah, I saw him at the Marlow. No, I mean the the BBC yeah, Two yeah, show. Yeah. yeah, this week's show is he does he does a monologue about Alan Bennett in it. Does it's a great ending. Oh, there's no spoilers. It'll be out by then. Yeah, well, it's stupid because that's the first half. They've put it out in the wrong order. Apparently, it's because of Boris Johnson was going to resign, so they decided to put it out this week. 
Well, I think that was the reason. You seemed very angry about that on social media of going like they put it the wrong way. They put it the wrong way. Like very like very rarely you get fiery, but it's always something odd like the way that Stuart Lee's specials have been put out or I yes. don't know that they've changed the flavours of quavers. No, and also normally when they put out a comedy special, they cut it down to an hour, which you yeah. wouldn't do it to a film, would you? You wouldn't like, oh, here's took the first hour of Top Gun. And then we're going to edit it, cut out the middle, and then stick the ending in. I'd just do it to Jurassic Park, but edit it so it's just dinosaurs. <laughs> I think that I think it works better. Some films, definitely. That's it. We do the Jurassic Park edit of Jurassic Park with no dinosaurs. You don't see yes, anything. That... <laughs> Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park with no dinosaurs. Just talking about what it would have been like if there was dinosaurs in the park. They just do that long meeting in the middle where they're talking about the uh, ethics of making a dinosaur park. And we just extend that longer and then we don't have any dinosaurs. I think 90% of all films would be better if they were just edited to an hour. An hour and a half. What film needs to be an hour and a half? Lots of films. So then you've got half an hour beginning... Half an example. Imagine yeah. just an hour of Titanic. Gets on the <laughs> boat, falls in love, sinks. That's all you need to know. It doesn't need anything else. You don't need a love story. You don't need the bonking in the car. No, you keep the bonking in the car in, but but that oh, just right. stays in that hour. <laughs> you don't need the new drawing in a 12. You, no, and you keep that in. Uh, <laughs> but but you can keep it down for an hour. Like, I think just get on the boat. So in, in fairness, just have him buy a ticket at the beginning. You don't need it. her going downstairs and seeing all the dancing Irish people. It's basically Irish people, isn't it? I think, I think that's what they were implying, yeah. You can't get in trouble for that. You don't even need the backstory of the old lady at the end saying about, oh, I remember when I was on the Titanic. You don't need to because it just needs to sink. It doesn't need anything else, does it? That's all you want to see out of that film. It also gives away the ending because yeah. if she's telling everyone in the future about the Titanic, she survived then. Yeah, but I don't think... It, I love the way you say it's giving away the ending. I think people pretty much know what they're going in for. No, but... Titanic. You know the Titanic people sinks, through. but yeah. you don't know who, who... It's like Game of Thrones. You don't know who, who gets to the end. What do you mean? Like they rewrote it. That it wasn't an iceberg. No, it, it was just... A, a <laughs> it was the Nazis that did it. Is that what you're saying? Is that the, like, it was a na- Nazis inside inside a, uh, an iceberg? I was about to do the accent then, but you can't do that anymore. You can't do that no more. Wow, this this is a hell of an opener to the show. I know. <laughs> I've listened to A to Z of the nineties. They're very slick. They don't, do it properly. Don't go that... listening to other podcasts, and you'll just get upset. I'll just get upset. How well they're put together. Yeah, of course it is. Because they're not recording it off a phone in the back of his office. No. Hey, are we going to say where you are? You're in the school. I mean, I'm, in, I'm, I'm at work currently, as yeah. we speak. Are you sitting on one of those little chairs? No, I'm in my office. Oh. I'm sitting on one of those little chairs. I'm you know, the school chairs. The school chairs. You've got to see Uncle Buck when he's going to the toilet in the tiny urinals. I have, once again, another example. If Uncle Buck was only an hour, right? 
that film. No. Imagine Uncle Buck where Uncle Buck just turns up at the beginning. There's not all that thing of him being kicked out of the family. He's just there. That's what you want. What what bit you in, what bit would you cut out then? What the it, it just turn up just when he arrives. There wouldn't be all that stuff of Uncle Buck look being like a loser and everything. It's like, oh, him his life's falling apart. It's like we're we're aware, just turn up and then we'll work it out. Audiences are smart. They don't need it. They don't need to be led into it. I don't think this is going to work as a concept. I think it's a perfect concept. An hour, man. 45 you know, the, minutes. They've put the new Spider-Man film in the cinema with extra bits. But if it was Adam's cut, it would be Spider-Man, you... now a little bit shorter. <laughs> now 45 minutes. Some of the faff <laughs> has been removed. Yeah, but there is some of the faff. Like, Mar- I love Marvel, but it's getting to the point where they're introducing characters that, that people didn't want introduced into the comics. Who are we oh, talking it's... about? It's Clive, Spider-Man's third cousin. Oh, keep your eye on him. He might have a special power. Not just make a film. Make a film with a beginning, a middle and an end. When's Clive coming to, to Disney Plus? Uh, what, what the spin-off series, Clive. Uh, yeah. I think it's coming next year. Uh, who's going to play Clive? Uh, me. Colin Farrell. Me and Colin Farrell. Uh, you and Colin Farrell. <laughs> it's a dual role. <laughs> it's a dual role. Uh, basically, we went through our calendars and uh when i'm not available he is so it's worked out all right that would be quite good in a film if it was an edit and it turned out the two actors were playing the same role and they just keep cutting between the two actors that could be good so one minute he walks out a corridor and he's calling farrell and he opens the door and it's you and the other side he's doing his lines yeah i reckon it's perfect let's do it yes i do like every week that we come up with new projects to do for the podcast, and then we don't this do is them. It. This is a struggle in itself, is it? Let alone anything out. <laughs> in like, it was all right when the world was falling apart, but now everything's slowly coming back together. I say in the loosest of term after what's happened. Uh, no, we're not mentioning no. what happened. We're not, we're not mentioning. Not inven- we're not mentioning the event. The event. Yeah. <laughs> don't talk about the event. Oh. You know, if we can't mention the event, can we remember the good times? Let's yeah. Remember the nineties. Let's go. Let's go. You are Hello, of course, listen- Sorry. <laughs> you're right there. You <laughs> come from nowhere there. Uh, you're listening to Small Screen 90s with me, AMJ, and the host who knows about the 90s and also knows a thing or two about being a legend. It's Chris Barnes. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> so, what, what are we kicking off with this week? We're kicking off with Micro Soap. like to say straight away a great intro isn't it with the little rubik's cube and they've got all their faces on i'm gonna say it straight away i like this more than the wild house i liked it a lot more than the wild house but i did feel like the whole episode was just an intro there was a lot of explaining and not really any happening did you get that yeah the the opening monologue of them telling you what's going on this went all the way through i think that's how the show is every episode is they just tell you what's going on but but what i thought i knew what was going on but i didn't know what was happening uh well this their mum and dad have split up and now they're uh, trying to 
live as two separate households. Also, on my notes as well, uh, that dad, uh, the dad who had split up yep. from, from his mother, only 37. In what world is that man 37? Do I look that bad? I put 37. But that, that bloke's never 37. Even like a 90s 37-year-old, he looked ancient. The, he's one of the blokes from Drop Dead Donkey. But don't is. ask me what his name is. I'll tell you what, he's not called 37. There's mm. no way I, I would put... £10 on him not being 37 years old. No, maybe it was in the script and they just thought, we've hired him now, we can't. Yeah, yeah we, can't, we can't play around with such a vast plotline of him being 37. Was it just me or the son looked like Rod Gilbert? The son did look like Rod Gilbert. Also, yeah, that's what I've got. Was that it? When they were talking to the camera constantly, I don't think there's anything more annoying than kids singing. But I'm going to go with, I don't think there's anything more annoying than kids doing monologues to cameras. Why? What's wrong with the monologue into camera? Just all very, oh, and then mother moved out and she found a new love. Uh, she, she works as a nurse, you know, and uh, Gerald come in. I don't know if he's called Gerald, uh, the, the guy who burnt his arm. And why has every mm. kid got a blooming snake or a spider in everything in the 90s? It's not even a real snake, is it? It's a puppet. No, well, it was... It was definitely better than The Wild House, but on the same notes. It just felt like a long monologue. It was like being in a performing arts college again, which is the irony because the guy who wrote it was my teacher. But they did it in short period oh, short period of time. It's like the beginning of Up, I've put. Like that, that, that's not true. Like the beginning of Up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just explaining a, a long story very quickly. I, I liked that the parents split up and it was no big deal. No, it's like, off he goes. Bye-bye. But I thought that was nice, though, because any other like sitcom or something would have dwelled on that for ages of going like, I never got over the day my dad left. And so we got over it. He, he lives in another house. And the dad's a boring one in the boring house. Yeah, or maybe that he's a out-of-work voice actor that gets a job at a studio and then decides that one day he's going to pretend to be a nanny for his kids. 60 minutes. Imagine how good that film would be, 60 minutes. So he just turns up as Mrs. Doubtfire with no explanation of why he is Mrs. Doubtfire. Or imagine if they did a sequel where she decides to move to Paris. That still needs to happen. Mrs. Dalvire 2, Le Dalvire. In Paris. Oh, Dalvire in Le Paris. When I used to work for a certain holiday company, John Fowler's, uh, one of the guests came up to me, and this was around when Robin Williams had died. And I think we denounced it or something, and it went, oh, I'm I'm a stuntman. Uh, I was uh, just about to work on uh, Mrs. Dalvire (laughs) 2. I know you were. It was. Might have been in the works. Why would that need a stuntman for Mrs. Doubtfire too? Might have yet used one of those squibs where someone got shot. I don't know. Fair enough. I don't know. Well, did, I'm just presuming you were directing it. Why have I put fixing the washing machine? Uh, I think you came around to fix the washing machine. But I don't know why I've written it. It's just, just a list of stuff you needed to do in your everyday life. 
No, this is this is called watching it too early in the week and then us recording at the end of the week. Also, at the moment of recording, I'm missing Joseph Bartram being on Countdown for the third time this week. Joseph Bartram, friend of the show. Show. Are you? Well, yeah. Well, you can watch it again on a re-record, can't you? You've got to watch it live, haven't you? I, even though I know what, what happens. And also, is, are they allowed to air it, or we're still in that weird thing where they're showing the thing about the event? Yeah, they're, yeah, it's still on. It's still on today. Of course, I've got to do countdown. You can't upset the old people. You can't move countdown. I thought that they'd moved Doc Martin, but apparently I missed it on Wednesday. I <laughs> they've moved Doc Martin. It's the it's it's the season premiere of the Doc Martin <laughs> They also moved Gone Fishing last night as well. It's on tonight. Is there a new Gone Fishing? Yeah, it's a new series. I didn't know that either. I can tell we both really love this episode as we're talking about stuff that isn't <laughs> even in the nineties and generally having a conversation. I, th- I think we need to give it. What do you, what do you want to give Microscope? I would give it less. Than no, sorry, I'll give it more than the Wild House, but I can't remember how much we gave the Wild House. I think we give it 35. 35, I think that's well, I did think it was quite funny. I do remember what I think, even remember watching this episode when it went out the first time. Ah, so, little Chris, let's also, was there anything follow up to little Chris? No, I said, Oh, little Chris, because oh. you would have been little Chris, and, and not Chris the singer. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't, we won't get in. We won't get into that. <laughs> oh, 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 God, yeah. Uh, bloody hell. It's like we tiptoe around bloody everything today, haven't we? More so than Let's... usual. <laughs> Lock. It. In. In. That's Microsoft locked in. Microsoft? Microsoft locked in at 35. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Microscope with 35. But that does lead us to the next question. What is the next episode, Chris? Well, he's the king of the leaderboard. But will he come in with a sequel? It's only Daddy Baker's after all. It's fizzy, it's outrageous, it's a new Late Show with Danny Baker, after all. everybody and welcome to after all although uh, please feel free to refer to the show as dan's fantastic planet of love i <laughs> noticed the first problem of this of a man who is well known for being able to talk quite a lot uh, might not be the best at interviewing people and i was right now what i thought was last week we had very low scores for everything and i thought oh no I see something Danny Baker's been in. So I found this and I thought, yes, he'll be back on top again. And I, I no, I don't think so. It was an odd concept. One that he, he, he kind of like, James Gordon stolen his act. And also, uh, was Mark Commode in the band? Yes, the film reviewer Mark Commode was in the band. In the house band, which just was like, it just really threw me. The railway town bottle people. The hair makes sense now. Did you not realise that it was him? I, I thought it was that? him. Well, yeah. I was watching it. And and you know when you watch something and think, oh, there's a few good little skits on this. And thinking, weirdly, also Suggs making an appearance and just being mm. Suggs. The Suggs man, he kept calling him. The Suggs man. I don't... It's, like, I genuinely think, like, Danny Baker is a national treasure. Like, I think he's great. I think he's amazing. I don't think this is one he wants to remember. No. Well, this week, I, uh, I've, I've had a surprise, which I've been keeping under my hat. I oh. tweeted Mark Kermode 
and Danny Baker about the fact that we're reviewing it this week. And uh, they haven't come back to me. I genuinely got excited then. And I knew <laughs> what you were going to say. Could you imagine? Like, <laughs> and neither of them have got back to me about this. Are you squeaking on your chair? No, there's a pigeon. Like, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's right then. Tell him to go for it, isn't it? Tell him to go away. Oh, I thought I can't just tell him to go away. He's in got, the tree. I thought I got a nose whistle then, and it was it was going off. It's like I'm not breathing. <laughs> well, I'm breathing, but I'm thinking. And that's a seagull. It's just kind of looking at me, and I think it stopped now. Right. No, no, it's back. At the beginning, he said we will play this on the 20th anniversary of this show going out. And I was like, oh well, that didn't happen, did it? It was an odd thing, like, and also he, he kept like sipping a beer, like he was all cool. Did you notice that? Like, oh, I'm going to yes. have a little bit of my beer again. Wow, that's good, isn't it? It's good you have what? a beer. Whilst at work, Chris, at work, <laughs> one of the hardest jobs, entertaining the nation. Do you know how hard that is? What I'm thinking is that uh, Pets Win Prizes was a good format within itself, and he just made it better, but he didn't make this any better than it was. It felt like everything that, that had been before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it he, just did, felt... he did a top ten of... French Farmers, which is Le- David Letterman. That's what David Letterman does. Did. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I wasn't won over by it. Oh, oh, so Peter Cook and Michael Winner on it. And Peter Cook was great. I don't know why they kept referring to him as the Wallace Simpson of comedy. No, no, he called himself the Wallace Simpson of comedy because Daddy Baker said to him, are you the king of comedy? And I was like, oh dear, that's not going to go down well with Mr. AMJ, who is going to be the king of comedy for the next four months until he's removed from office. What, what, what do I become like? Also on that, if, if, if I win king of comedy again, surely I get an upgrade. Like I become like the emperor of comedy. We're not doing the same thing again. We're, we've got to come up with something different. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, going back to the thing. But yeah, I just found it like, I like the joke uh, more the Wallace Simpson of comedy. And I, I kind of got it and thought, but How? How would you be the Wallace Simpson of comedy? It doesn't. It, it's one of those jokes that sounds really funny and lovelyly put together, but it just doesn't work. Or is that me being a twat? No, it doesn't work as a joke. It doesn't. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Well, well, I have a funny feeling that Peter Cook had been drinking as well before he went on. I don't think Peter Cook knew what he was on. And then they had an Afghan rug from the Kuwait War that they'd found. But uh, just going back to Peter Cook quickly on that as well, was like when they were talking about a video release and then Danny going, wow, it's not your first uh, release of this video. And it was like, this is the most trivia-based thing I think I've ever heard. It was that thing like, because famously, like Danny Wallace, Danny Baker even, has the largest <laughs> collection of laser discs in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a genuine fact. So I can understand it, but it's like if, if it was us interviewing someone, we would have come up with some shit like that. But it just feels really weird of going, no, these have been released before. There was a short run done out there. I'm thinking, what an odd question. Well, Sorry. He, he, he does basically show off with his knowledge of stuff. He did it on QI. That's the, he, he's got loads of facts well, that he knows. That's what you're meant to do on QI. I saw a bit where he said about Chanel number no. five, which is there was no Chanel number no. one, two and three. Just the guy liked the name Chanel 5, so that's what it's called that for. Facts. That's a fact. And I love that's... the way that you say it in an Ashford accent. Sounds like you're saying Chanel 5. <laughs> Chanel 5. 
if you could say Chanel number five again for our listeners. Chanel number five. What's going oh. up on Chanel number five? Uh, sorry, ma'am. What was it? Those who also entertain us was Barry, who was actually the Slim Fast Man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's nineties, isn't it? I wrote, the, I wrote the, I only watched the end of it last night before I went to mm. bed because I realised I haven't watched half of it. Oh, he, oh, the the Barry guy used to work on Invicta Super Gold in Kent, which I remember Victor FM in Nashford. Invicta FM was amazing. That's what. I what did? Like, like, well, what what do you think of the overall show? What would you give it? Michael Winner gay and dirty mind. Didn't he say he was gay or something? Who, as a Michael joke. Winner? As a joke, he thought, oh, I know what's funny. I'll pretend I'm a homosexual. Oh, to get out of the army, he was. He he told everyone he was gay. Does that work times. to get out of the army? Apparently so. <laughs> I think. Oh, I'm not going to even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That we. We're not promoting what they say on these programmes. We're just telling you what they've said. No, it's just a weird thing, like, I want to get out of the army. Most people fake an injury. Not Michael Winner. He was losing that day. Also, before we do the scores, there was lots of people who were meant to be in the audience, and it was quite clear that they're not actually in the audience, but they were just cutting to to them being in the audience. And by the end, Danny was in the audience waving back at Danny. Yeah, it was very odd. It just felt great energy in it, though. But nothing mm. there. So, what would you give it? I think it's quite a low scorer. Yeah. But it has got Danny in it, so it does get 20 more. Uh, so I'm going to give it 40. You're going to say I'm going to give it 20? <laughs> well, you're going to give it 20? 40? Well, I was only give it 20. No. Well, you're going to give it 30? All right, let's give it 30 then. No, we're really easily swayed, aren't we? Yeah. We are I'm definitely indeed. giving it this number. I'm definitely giving it this number. Do you want to give it this number? Yeah, all right. Then. Give it 30. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> but I think it's a perfect way of looking at it. Well, let's lock it in. Locked in. There we go. What's next, Chris? What's on the, our lineup tonight? Well, it's not tonight, is it? It's this morning because it's mm. Whack a Day. say the intro was incredible i'm also going to say this i had no clue what was going on at any part of this whatsoever i also perfect bit of tv is when he let that budgie out of the cage or cockatiel uh it clearly escaped and didn't go back in the cage it gave me great joy i'm annoyed that the episode i picked did not feature michaela strachan because i knew that she used to be on it 
So that's minus five points. Well, it can't be my finest minus points. You used to be on it, just not the episode we watched. Fuck it, it's our podcast. Do what you want. There you go. I think I missed something with the Johan, but was everyone called Johan? Was, was that a joke? Yes, they were calling everyone Johan. You know, Johan, but wasn't he the guy who was like the best yo yo person in the 90s? Johan or something? <laughs> Johan. Johan or something. It's like, he was really good at yo yo's. Like, he was like the spokesman did you have, for the Pro Yo 2. Did you have a trick yo yo? Yeah, I had a Pro Yo 2 and later on a, a Pro Yo 3. Yeah, but they didn't do any tricks with it, did they? I did like a trick yo yo. I just found this very, I don't know, as someone who has recently been diagnosed with ADHD, found it very hard to watch. Well, 30 seconds into the intro, there's Timmy Mallet in Africa, dressed in Africa gear, whacking Africans with his mallet. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you can't do that no more. You can't do that no more. I thought there'd be like a cartoon or something to break it up. Like, uh, you know, when they used to put on, like, say, a Looney Tunes or a Rock Rats or something. But no, yeah, it was just a cutaway to uh, still pictures of Timmy Mallet in a Beano style. And then when it cut away to a story about a rhino, it was just him telling a terrible story about a rhino. And everything a whacker put into... Yes. Into <laughs> and it didn't work. It was like the Smurfs used to do that, isn't it? Oh. Oh, smurfing blueberries, smurf, smurf, smurf. But it, yeah, it was just, I don't know. He kind of reminds me of like what Trevor Fielgood's dad would have been like. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay, leave it be. Pinky uh, Blunky, Magic the Bird, Johan, uh, Shaky, Shaky the Canberra. Yeah, metal. It always, always reminds me of that Simpsons episode with the Timberwolf. <laughs> Where he's going? Don't don't be loud, loud. That's our secret word for the day. <laughs> and and a wolf goes mental on a killing spree. Oh, not the I... same as it was a bird. And then they played uh, mallet's mallet. I remember this differently. I remember kids on stools, and you didn't get the word right, and he hit you with the mallet. Yeah. What's all this hitting the box? Hitting the box and the score going up. I. Was it just that kids got hurt and then they decided they can't hit in kids anymore with mallets? I think they had a meeting in that old ITV office and said, you can't just hit kids over the head with a mallet anymore, which is correct. You shouldn't hit kids over the head with a mallet. It's health and safety gone mad, isn't it? It is health and safety gone mad. There's... But then again, it was only like a cushioned mallet. There's gold in them in them wacker hills. It makes no sense. <laughs> Like what's this gold in them wacker hills? Like why? Is... I think it was wacker hills. Like he's got the mallet. He's got wacker day. He doesn't need to constantly like trademark the word wacker. Wacker karaoke. Wackyoke, weren't it? Wackyoke. Sorry. Wackyoke. So, sorry, Chris. Sorry that I. <laughs> that was a really horrible way of like correcting it. As wacker wackyoke wasn't it? Like it was some cultural phenomenon that you should have known. This the was. To do. Singing along to Sonia as well. And he's got the kids by the head at one point and he's sort of waggling their heads and they almost headbutted each other at one point. I don't know what this was. <laughs> and kids had made stuff, uh, a whacker watch and stuff, and he was like, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and he put it down again. I thought, someone's just spent hours making this and you've just gone, look, they made this and put it back down again. Yeah, but they weren't that great, though, was it? Everything them no. kids had sent it a little bit crap. 
There was too much going on <laughs> and not enough go- or, or anything. There was too much going on, but at the same time, nothing was going on. <laughs> but, but it made no sense. It's exactly that. I'm going, there's lots happening here, but at the same time, nothing is actually happening here. Also, the contestants came on and said, I like comic books and cycling and watching Wackaday. They both said, I like watching Wackaday, which I said is not a hobby. Yeah, and also they've probably been told to say that. Yeah, by Timmy. I like, I like what, what do you like to watch? Wackaday? Yes, I thought you might say that. I remember watching with my mum and she liked it when he just uh, was like telling about history and yeah. just be serious and just telling. It was, it was a bit like Horrible Histories before Horrible Histories. Just him. So it just didn't really suit the rest of the show. It was like, now you're telling us about the ancient Greeks. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was very, it was almost like Timmy had the idea for 10 other shows that he wasn't allowed to make. <laughs> <laughs> but he decided to put them all into such a small period of time. And it's chat or splats where they got a little figure and you went upstairs and he went in pudding. You could pretend that it was someone you didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> I d- I d- it didn't bring back any good memories. It was just like, there's a lot going on. I think it's because of the lack of Strachan. It needed a Strachan. She, she brought him down and said, no, Timmy, you can't be doing this. You've got to. Have some thought. You've got to have a bit of a format. Come on. Well, he came on singing Goldfinger wearing gold oh, nails. Cause, yeah, because they're going to look for gold later. It was a weird thing because they didn't look great. Um, nails. Yeah, I, I was. I was. In, I wasn't impressed with it at all. It just really gave me a headache by the end of it. I like the adverts. The, the adverts were good. That's when you know shows good. Monster in my pocket. Favorite. Oh, they were great. But Matt, did you ever have any monster in my pockets? I think I did, yes. Also, they had Monster Munch with the bike things. I had them all over my bike, the clacker things. Those were the best Monster Munch, weren't they? That advert was scared, was weird. Yeah, it's just I the don't... eyes, isn't it? The... I, don't... <laughs> I don't remember them being like that. Uh, yeah, man. What what would you give it? I would give it uh, 38. 38. Well, I would give it 39. We'll give it 39. Happy days. Well, do you know what we need to do? Let's lock it in. Next up is one of my favourite sitcoms of all time ever that I watched back and found very problematic. It's Operation Good Guys. previous with Operation Good Guys? No, I sort of remember it being on, but I didn't really watch it, I know. 
I loved Operation Good Guys and especially this Christmas special. Uh, I'm a bit upset we might, won't be able now to do it for our Christmas advent calendar of Christmas specials. Was what it a Christmas special? Yes. Was it? Oh, I just thought it was set at Christmas. You think it was just set at Christmas? Yeah. Like oh, some no, of those. Yeah, but it's a Christmas special if it's set at Christmas, isn't it? No, not always. What about Iron Man 3? Would you call that a Christmas sh- film? No, but I'll tell you what would make that film better if it was only 60 minutes long. It was. Just cut. Just, just have uh... Just have just have all the Christmas bits. Just have all the Christmas bits. I want Iron Man three. That's such a weird reference. Everyone's no, favorite Sh- Iron Man. Shane Black, the filmmaker. Every film he makes, he sets it at Christmas. Favorite time of the year. Right. My only problem. No, no, I've got a couple of problems. Yeah. My only, my only problem with it is the laugh track does not suit the format of the show. It's meant to be your, a. That's your only problem with this. Well, it's meant to be a documentary, like, like The Office, but then they've got a laughter track coming off the top. It's weird, because in the first two series, they don't have the laughter track. Oh, shit, I should have watched one of them. They are great, but but this, the, the, the idea of like a police force making uh, a Christmas special is just... It did make me laugh. I mean, there's a few bits when it opens up with a black-and-white minstrel show. Uh <laughs> Yeah, when I Not, turned it on, I was like, am I well, watching the right thing? But the whole idea of, like, the head of the police wanting just to put on a big Christmas extravaganza when the rest of them are trying to sort out a drug bust, I thought was absolutely brilliant. They did milk that joke slightly. Yeah, it was, like, the only other joke. And then, and also the, the, the bit that really made me laugh was using a term for a short person. Uh, but mm. then, like, just... <laughs> Just nip out and find us a small person. Yes, go and nip out and find us a small person. I cut out a whole thing the other week where I called uh, well, I called a small person and you apparently you said that dwarf isn't not allowed. What yeah, they like, said is worse. What they say is a lot worse. And yeah. <laughs> um oh, just it was just really funny but so problematic at the same time. I think Bones is one of the greatest TV sitcom characters of all time. Oh, that really made me laugh when he took his glass. He nicked his glasses, and, and then he, you, you don't see it cut. He, he didn't telegraph what was going to happen. He just walks into the wall. There's, there's another episode as well where he gets di- diarrhea from making his own butter. And Why didn't you tell me what episode to watch? He then has to go into like this back. And then, mm-hmm. like the other policemen, just throw it away, just throw it away, mate. And they're like, um, they're like, they're normal clothed policemen. And he gets, he gets his bag nicked. <laughs> 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 the one he just had in. Bones, man. Like, it, there's, there's so many. I, I want to watch them all back. I think they're great. I think there's, there's a few problems in them, but that is a world that we live in. Well, they killed a hamster. They killed the hamster by giving it dry lentils. <laughs> That, that that normal sitcom that had been the end of it, and he would have just looked after it and buried it. But then Bones tried to eat it <laughs> in the sandwich where he was flat. <laughs> I I just Bones. I think he, he's forgotten, but but great. Uh, was there any other characters that stuck out for you? Oh, did, oh, was he trying to smoke the hamster as well? I think he was. They were trying to smoke it. Going, this is uh, really poor taste, guys. Really poor taste. I like the. The fact that Bones walks through Television Centre and bumps into Michael Fish doing the 
weather. Yes, good again. And also, you think it's finished, and then he comes back the other way. <laughs> so you still here? <laughs> Get him out. All right, mate. I'll nick you. Uh, I just think he's so comically timed. I think the cast on that. I just want to watch him back. All of them. I think that Denise, it's Denise Van Outen's in it as well. Being Van Van Dudekud. <laughs> you can't get a bigger star than that. Did it give? Did you give you some chuckles? Is that? It did give me some chuckles. I just it didn't need laugh track. I thought that about I'm Alan Partridge when yeah. when it was on. But then uh, thinking back, it it still suits it. But this didn't suit it. It it didn't need. Yeah, it doesn't. I just think some people like it's, it's easy, isn't it? With laughter track, it's like some people's where you know where to mm. laugh, but it didn't because like when the jokes are good in this, they're really good. They're stupid. Like if that joke was in, say, I don't know, I'm trying to think of one of those old crikey sitcoms. Old Doctor Beecham. Old Doctor Beecham. It wouldn't have worked because it's just so well put out there. Oh, yeah. that's what I want. I want a Ted Bovis sitcom, which was just done with. Two cameras and no laughter track. That's what you want. A tempo is just both is a sitcom. Yeah, but the only Fools and Orcas episode, Harlem back, there's no audience on it, and that's weird. It just feels weird then. Yeah, but only Fools and Orcas is audience, isn't it? It's not laughter track. Yeah, I mean, there's no such thing as a laughter track. Is it not? No, apparently the only thing that you should use a laughter track is the Flintstones. Everything else is recorded in front of a studio audience. But I think yeah, sometimes they, they are. They have a time machine. <laughs> they are encouraged to to laugh a little bit harder than them. I, they should be. I don't think there would. Have, I'd felt sorry for the people who'd gone to watch Old Doctor Beach and be recorded because, yeah, imagine that unedited, <laughs> like two hours of that running through the same gag. Well, we were going to do. You rang my lord this week, but I thought, no, that's too much overkill. We'll have to wait a little while before we do it. We open the bonus box. We'll we, we do it. You rang my lord. That, that's a hard watch, isn't it? We've all been quiet. Oh, uh, it did make me think, oh, I love Operation Google, guys. Like, Play UK as well. Like, that was the channel it was on, which was officially the world's first comedy and music channel. And I remember being like young, thinking that's what I want: comedy and music together. Like Rock Profile used to have music videos in the middle of their sketches, which is weird because the DVD release hasn't got any of the music videos in. Oh no, it hasn't. No, I think it's up there. Someone gave it. To Why me. every episode is fifteen minutes long? Yeah, isn't it like the young ones? They got a bigger budget for light entertainment, so they used to put musical acts in the middle of it. You get. In, yeah. in a sitcom, so they make they uh, could use more money on it. That's the way to do it. So I've got to go back now and watch the uh, I've made my own butter episode. Oh man, I'm trying to think what episode it is. I think it might be series two, what when he's, he's been churning his own butter at his desk <laughs> because he won't trust the butter in the supermarkets. You don't know what's in there. I know exactly what's in this butter, <laughs> but it's just a funny premise, and I think. I think the whole cast of them are pretty good. Like, everyone stands out. So, we don't normally do it on the podcast, but this is a recommendation then that people should go and find it and yeah, get it repeated. Get it repeated, apart from this episode. This episode, like, this series is a bit of a weird one because it's like, it's exactly like it's got more money on series three than the other two episodes. Oh, that's always bad. 
Shall we lock in a Operation Good Guys before? Yeah, but we should give it a score first. What shall we give it? What What uh, are you? Th- I'm thinking sixty five. I'm thinking four. You give it four. Four. All right. All right. Six. <laughs> six. Give it six. What What do you want to give it? Four. What do you want to give it four? Let's give it four. All right, we'll give it four then. So let's. Oh, <laughs> okay. Lock. No, he hasn't been locked in yet. What do you want to give it? Uh, uh, 60. 60. I think 60. Yes. So let's lock it in. Lovely. That is Operation Good Guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say something then. Like... So, sorry, I thought you could do the outro. Oh, just finding it. Oh, well, thank you for listening to this wonderful edition of Small Screen 90s. I've been AMJ. He's been Chris Barnes. And we've got no ideas for next week, so we have no idea what shows you'll be listening to. <laughs> exactly. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Because uh, in the words of Ronan Keaton, you say it best when you say nothing at all. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.